Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Can everybody please stand up? Please, I'd request you all to stand up. Let's do a few breathing exercises to get the energy back, inshallah. So please take a deep breath in from your nose and then exhale slowly from your mouth. Let's start. One, two, three, go. Exhale. Very good. One more time. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Last time. And exhale. Now I want you to turn to the person on your right and give them a nice smile, please. Or, or to your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and smile. <laughs> smile, exchange energy, because smiling is contagious and it gives you a lot of energy. Let's see everyone in the room smiling, inshallah. Very good. I want to see some nice teeth. Very good. All right, we can sit down, inshallah, now. So let's say hello to the king of the jungle. This is a picture of the king of the jungle taken in the 1960s. If you take a, took another picture of the same king of the jungle in 2016, the only difference you would see probably is the colors. Now when you look at a city, and most of you know which city I'm talking about, this is a picture, actual picture taken of that city in 1960. If we took a picture of that same city from the same angle today, this is what it would look like. What makes human beings different from animals is this idea that human beings are capable of imagining things and bringing things into existence that were never there before. And this is the power of the human being. This is what makes us different from animals. Animals have no ability to build things. They have no imagination for the future. And so we need to take advantage of this idea of vision. Unfortunately, we're living in times where, you know, especially the youth, there's a big problem out there where people are not really concerned about having a vision. Most people spend their entire lives just drinking, eating, sleeping, playing video games, and dying, right? And without really realizing what their potential is, what their talent is, what their gift is. What happens when you don't have a vision is you end up firefighting. You end up waiting for disasters to happen and then you react. And that is exactly what's happening at the levels of countries. That's what's happening even in our individual lives. I'll give you the example of someone who doesn't have a vision for his health. You keep eating the McDonald's, the sodas, the ice cream, and the sweets, and then sooner or later, you're gonna end up with health problems, and you're gonna be firefighting with your health. Same thing can be applied to your parenting, to your relationships with your husbands and wives, to anything in your life. If you don't plan, if you don't have a vision, you are simply waiting for a disaster to happen. And of course, when you don't have a vision, then you become a blind follower. You, be you become a follower of, you know, an unknown vision. You become an instrument of an undesired vision. So many people end up, especially the youth, they end up graduating from college, seeking a job, and then get getting stuck in a job with debts, with loans, just because they want to fit in with the rest of the people. It's become a very, very big problem in our society. And so, you know, my vision is really to help the youth get out of this rat race and to help them aspire for something more meaningful in their lives. 
But before we talk about a new era that starts with a new vision, we need to understand that the change starts from within. Before we talk about changing the world or changing your nation or changing your community, change starts from within. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Inna Allah la ma hatta ma That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not change the state of a people until they change the state of themselves. So we need to talk about changing ourselves first. That's where the change begins. And to understand who you really are, this is a very simple diagram of what we are made of. So there's really five elements to the human being. There's the body, which is, you know, if you use the metaphor of a laptop, the body is the hardware. The heart, the nafs, and the mind is the software. That's the stuff that's being programmed in us. Programming that's done in school, programming that's done with, from our friends, programming that's done from the TV shows and, the, and whatever you watch in your entertainment. And then at the core of you is the ruh. That's the core. And the ruh represents the plug, the power plug. Without spirituality in your life, there is no power in you. So it's like having the best laptop out there with the best hardware, best software, but no power. Completely useless. And so what I have dedicated my life to is to research from the Quran what lessons our Creator has for us in terms of self-development and character development. And I've, I've made a commitment to myself to dedicate my entire life to help educate myself and others about divine guidance for self-development and character development. When it comes to Quran, what's amazing about the Quran is that it satisfies every single aspect of our five elements. The nafs, the heart, the ruh, the mind, everything gets satisfied simultaneously. And that programming that the Prophet ﷺ did over a period of 20, over the first 13 years of the Sahaba's lives, that happens from the Quran. But the problem is our, dis our relationship with the Quran has become so distant. We are people who recite the Quran. We have tahfidh competitions and Quran memorization competitions. We have tajweed competitions on who can recite the Quran in a more beautiful voice and in a more proper pronunciation. But when it comes to meaning and understanding the Quran and relating to the Quran and connecting it to your life, we are really behind that. So that's really the area that I've, I've chosen and for today, I'm going to be sharing with you seven tips from Surah Al-Fatiha on how to have a meaningful vision for your life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts off with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Start with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And an interesting way of looking at this is whatever vision you choose for yourself in your life, connect it to one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's use an example of Sister Samah here, right? She has chosen her career of you know, videography and sharing her vision through video and through the media. And so she is living by Allah's name, Al-Musawwir. For someone else who is into education like myself, I'm living by Allah's beautiful name, Al-Alim. For someone else who chooses a career of medicine, they are living by Allah's name, Al-Bari'. And so there are so many other names out there for you to explore, for you to choose, to take on as a career, to take on as a vision, to live a meaningful life. Because Allah's beautiful names, when you live by them, your life has barakah in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses your life. Because you're doing something meaningful and you're bringing Allah's names into existence, into reality. 
which is so, so beautiful. And then Allah says, next ayah, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Positivity. Having a positive mindset, being optimistic, being hopeful of the future, maintaining, you know, happiness in your life. Unfortunately, Muslims today are some of the most depressed people on earth, right? Poverty, sickness, disease, family issues. Why are we always sad? Why are we always upset and angry? Right? Why is it that when, when prayer ends, you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, and everyone's just grumpy and sad? The Prophet, when he used to pray, he used to say, Arahna biha ya Bilal. It's time for relaxation, O Bilal. You know, and he, he used to say, That prayer has been made beautiful to me. It's the coolness of my eyes. So this deen is supposed to make us happy. We're supposed to be people of happiness. We're supposed to be the happiest people on earth. That is the biggest da'wah we can make to the world. And then Allah says, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. And you know, the word Rahman Ar-Rahim comes from the root word Rahim, which actually means the womb. And it's very difficult to translate the Rahim into one word. So I've chosen six words that I feel represent this name Ar-Rahim. If you look at the relationship between a mother and her baby in the womb, there's love, there's care, there's mercy. And this lasts for about nine months. And then there's order. Everything is in order. Everything is organized. The food is reaching on time. Everything is being taken care of. There is unity and there is connectivity. And so if you live by these names, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, in your life, in your vision, then Allah will bless your vision. And I'll give you two examples of companies who have used Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim in their visions. Facebook is one of them. Connecting the world. And you know, this idea of connectivity is part of Allah's rahmah. It is embedded in the connectivity of rahim, the womb. And so Allah has blessed it regardless of what religion you follow. If you have an intention to connect people, then you are doing something divine. You are bringing people together. Similarly with Google, what they did was they organized information for the world. So this idea of organizing, the idea of serving people, adding value to people. That's really what Rahman Rahim was about. And then Maliki Yawmuddin, of course, it's about accountability and justice. You can't have a vision and be corrupt at the same time. There's got to be a sense of accountability, a sense of responsibility. And then, which is really the center of the surah. This is about balance. Only you do we worship and only do you we seek help from. The balance of success in life and success in the hereafter. The balance of worship with good character. The balance of confidence with humility. The balance of knowledge with action. The balance of spirituality and intellectual growth. And the balance of being proud of your religion but at the same time being tolerant of other religions and coexistence. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِهْدِنَا الصَّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ And this is what we say in our salah. How many times? How many times a day do we, do we recite Surah Al-Fatiha? If you're praying five times a day, do the math. 17 times every single day, we are reminded of this vision. Now if you think about companies, usually you know, they have an annual retreat to discuss the vision. 
A Muslim reviews his vision 17 times every single day. And so, إِهْدِنَا الصَّرَاطُ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ We're asking Allah to guide us to the straight path. And mustaqim comes from the root word qiyam, which means values. And values are what straighten us. A person with no values is known as someone who is crooked. And so, Sirat al Mustaqim is the path of values. And we are asking Allah to guide us on the journey, not the destination, which is another important point. That when it comes to your vision, you should not be concerned about results. Results in the hands of Allah. Your concern should be to stay on that journey, to stay on that path, and to be persistent. And of course, this path is the path of Alladina and Amta Alayhim. Surat Alladina and Amta Alayhim. And you know, the root word of An Amta is from Ni'ma or Na'im, a blessing that makes you extremely happy and joyful and blissful. So, so if, you are, if you are miserable in your life, if you're stressed out, if you are always angry and upset, guess what? You're on the wrong track because Surat al Mustaqim is supposed to be the Surat of Naim. And then, Ghayr al Maghdubi alayhim, of course. You are not angered upon. You are a source of hope and positivity, not of anger. You don't make people angry. Nor are you lost. Nor are you misinformed, nor are you someone who is ignorant. And that's the cause of being misguided and of, be, of going off track. And we are the people of Iqra, the people of read, the first verse to be revealed to the Muslims. Read, because when you read, then you won't go lost. We went astray when we stopped reading. So with this, you know, I hope I shed some light on the beauty of the Quran and how Surah Al-Fatiha which is known as the table of contents of the Qur'an, can be a source of guidance for us in terms of how to review our visions 17 times every single day. Thank you so much. If you would like to follow more of what we do, uh, our institute, Falak Consulting, is specialized in this training of connecting people to the Qur'an on, from self-development and character development. You could follow our blog and our social media icons. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jazakumullah khairah.